You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I'm your host, author Brendan Dilly. This is my book right here. Still breathing the wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Also, if you love this show, please support this show at subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. This is the best way for you as an individual. If you want to give $5 a month or more, you could do so right here at subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. All proceeds pretty much go right back into the show and what we do here. So I appreciate everybody who participates in that. Also, bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show is where you can go to download this broadcast as a podcast. So that way you can take it on the go with you, listen to it at your leisure, and uh, fast forward, rewind, and all the above. Uh, all courtesy of producer Magical Trevor. We love him. He's an amazing guy. Bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's where you go for the podcast. All right. Good morning. How you guys doing? Yes. So we're going to have to cover some stuff that we don't want to cover today. A couple of things. couple of things. couple of things we don't want to cover. First and foremost, they are getting ready to indict President Trump yet again, this time for January 6th. Um, this, this, uh, the pursuit of incarcerating the only man who can beat Joe Biden, the only, the man who's actually polling ahead of Biden continues. They are, they are not going to stop. This is what it's all about. This is the deep state front and center, full exposure. You can't run from it. They're going to get him in DC potentially today or tomorrow. They're going to get him in Georgia, in Atlanta, probably by next week sometime. We will see. So this is what you're facing. You've got, you'll have added indictments in uh, Florida, indictments in New York, indictments in D.C., indictments in Georgia. They are in a full-blown fucking panic. Uh, I don't think that our meme helped, especially since Frank Luntz credited team trump with having put it out which obviously shows a deep understanding uh of what they have been doing to us and fucking advertising it uh i'm just gonna tell you right now that meme going to the moon 20 25 30 million plays we don't even know at this point how far it's gone but it has gone global it's been in global newspapers global website write-ups about it it has went around the planet and uh, I definitely think that they are in a position right now, and by they I mean uh, the powers that be in Washington, D.C., the Uniparty, Democrats, Deep State, whatever you want to call them, uh, they, are, they are very scared. They're scared that Donald Trump understands exactly what they've done. They are scared that the public not only knows but agrees with President Trump about what these people have done, and they absolutely know that they're facing total and complete annihilation if Donald Trump is uh, put back into office. So this is, a, this is an insane situation right now, okay? This is a very insane situation, and we're going to we're gonna have to talk about it today. We're going to have to talk about it today. That's not the only thing that's uncomfortable that we're going to have to talk about today. We're also going to have to talk about, unfortunately, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of fan drama, and this happens from time to time. Because no good deed goes unpunished. 
and I am going to cover it with you guys because I do think it matters. I think the Dilly 300 deserve to know. I think they, there needs to be a higher level of sanity from super fans and people who have watched the show in the past and decided, oh, the show is super uh, going to the moon right now. I think I will come out and slander your good name because I'm upset that you don't support the thing I believe in. And so instead, I'm just going to start talking shit. So I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to tell the detailed story of this woman who decided she wanted to have it out with me publicly about a fucking about a gesture of goodwill that I did. This is just like that motherfucker who I got new teeth, got that bitch an entire new grill so he could get jobs after he got out of prison. He goes out, uses the fucking new fucking $25,000 smile to get himself a, a career and a job and a life going, only to come back two and a half years later, three years later, and slander me on social media. Same kind of situation with this fucking bitch. Same situation. Somebody who was a super fan that I gave money to try and help out and was trying to be a nice person crawls back out of uh, the Q-Tard's ass community and decides to slander my fucking name. It happens all the time. But today I'm going to talk about it because it's, it's gross as fuck. I'm not like a normal person, okay? I'm not like a regular, like, oh, I'm famous and everybody below me doesn't matter. I respond to fucking everyone, and you guys know that. I'm highly accessible. And fame is not something I even think about. All I know is I just try to do the right thing. And most of the time I don't have a problem, but occasionally somebody like this who's unhinged and fucking weird as shit comes back around just to try and drag my name through the mud. And it's fucked up because I could have ignored your stupid fucking ass the first time around before I donated on your behalf for you and your kid. But fuck it. That's okay. I'll tell the whole goddamn story. This simple bitch was threatening to put me on blast with DM uh, fucking images. I'm like, what? So to prove to America that I'm a super nice guy, you retard? Well, we'll see. We'll see if she's fucking stupid enough to do it. I hope she does. But we'll talk about that on the show today, too. It's just crazy drama, and it's not right. Like Because I'm not the only person that these psychotic people do this to. You fucking do this to other people that you fucking grow this weird uh, fixation on. And you grow this fixation on people, and you're like, oh, now this person owes me something. What kind of weird mentality is that? What kind of fucked up weird mentality is that? But we're going to talk about it today because many of you are sitting here thinking, Oh, Dilly, why would you talk to me about this? Because you might be the person who I eventually offend slightly and you go full fucking retard and decide to go out and try to destroy my name because I made a joke one time. It's insane. It's insane. So we're going to talk about that today. We got a big show. There's a lot to cover in this new cycle. I am not really prepared today because I got distracted with this bullshit, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to open what's on my heart because I'm super fucking mad about this. It's bothering me so bad. It bothers me more than anything else in the political sphere. And I think I'm so grossed out by it. I, I'm, I'm going to open with this. And we're going to get it out of the fucking way because I'm pissed off.
So, this story goes back, and I'm going to be honest. I don't remember if it was 2019 or 2020. It was, I think it was 2020, but I might be mistaken. Could be mistaken. Either way, it was before, it was like two houses ago. So, it was at least, it had to have been at least four years ago, okay? Maybe more. So this woman who's a super fan of the show, her name is Angela. I don't know her last fucking name. Angela, a bunch of bullshit numbers is what's on her Twitter account and her fucking true social account. So Angela at one point is a super fan. She loves the show. She's super sweet. She uh, would occasionally reach out to me and DM whatever. Okay. So Angela's son is special needs. And one day she reaches out to me and DM and she says to me, Dilly, my son drew a, a portrait of President Trump, and it's really good, and I'd like to send it to you. Now, the part of the story I don't remember, and so I can't disprove, but it's really irrelevant, is I can't remember if she asked me to give it to Trump or if she asked me to have it. I can't remember. The only thing that matters is that back then I would have said something like, I'll do my best, but I had no direct contacts. Okay, I had no direct contacts, but I, I, if I did say that, it was probably like I have a guy I might be able to give it to, okay? But I didn't have direct, direct contacts, but I thought, okay, maybe. Or in the way I remember it, she didn't ask me to send this off to President Trump. If I remember correctly, she was trying to give me the photo, and that's, that's how this ended up happening. She says, my, my son drew this portrait of President Trump. I want to send it to you. And I was like... Well, he deserves to be compensated for his hard work. Mind you, he's like seven years old, okay? And he's, he's special needs. So I'm like, he should be paid for what, you know, for, for his drawing. And she's like, I won't accept your money. I'm like, are you sure? It looks like a really good drawing because she had sent a picture of it. She took a picture of it on her phone. And she's like, I'll tell you what, if you want to pay for it, you can donate to the Easter Seals Foundation on his behalf and when you do that, I'll send you the photo. So I was like, okay, that sounds, that sounds like a fair, a fair deal. So I donate 200 bucks to the Easter Seals Foundation, who I have, I have no affiliation with of any kind. I'm doing this directly on behalf of her little boy because she's a fan and he's special needs and he drew a picture of Trump. And Angela sends me the picture. It's awesome. I show it on the show. I keep the picture. I actually have it. It's either it's behind me or it's in my, my fan box. By the way, if you ever send me anything, I keep everything. So if you ever decide you fucking hate me and ask me for shit later, fuck you. I'm not doing it. Because this lady, because this fucking lady, after she sends me the photo, she's thrilled. I'm thrilled. I got this cute picture from this special needs kid. I paid $200 for it. I'm feeling good about the whole thing. Great. Every year after that, the Easter Seals start soliciting me for donations in which I start making anonymous donations because I still have this little boy's photo or his uh, drawing and I was touched by the story. So I keep making don donations. This fucking lady, this unhinged, weird bitch goes on social media last night and is attacking me and my wife because I'm a grifting piece of shit who took her little boy's photo and never gave it to Trump. Simultaneously, 
as this fucking cunt is going after me for not passing along her fucking son's drawing, she's in the same breath acknowledging that I made a donation on his behalf for payment of the fucking drawing. And she's doing this all publicly, just like that motherfucker that did the same thing when I got him $20,000 worth of dental work for fucking free. I don't know why I have to deal with so many goddamn weird-ass motherfuckers, but, like, I, I am accessible. I'm a regular person who's not really comfortable with fame. I don't refer to myself as a famous person, but I recognize I've got a fan base. I have people that watch the show. I have always been gracious. I keep everything. If you've even given me money in a fucking envelope with nothing else, I kept the envelope to remind me of your donation to the show. I keep all of it. And now this fucking piece of shit is plastering her son's picture of him, the special needs kid, with this fake-ass sob story on Truth Social and on Twitter Essentially doing the definition of fucking grifting, using your special needs kid to get bullshit traction, slandering my fucking name because you saw a meme go mega viral and all of a sudden people are celebrating this show. So you crawl out of fucking God knows where to try and slander my name. She called me a fucking grifter in the same sentence. She told she acknowledged that I had donated to the Easter Seals Foundation. I'm not rich. I've never fucking been rich, especially back then. Back then, dude, $200 was $200 fucking dollars. It made a huge difference. It wasn't like I was balling out, and I was like, I'm going to pay this kid 200 bucks. I'm just like, it, it's super gross because I'm not probably like other people, dude. I remember all of you. Now, I might not remember you right away, okay? And if you saw the box of fan mail that I've got by my desk right now, it is thousands and thousands of envelopes no word to lie dude thousands if i fucking spread it all out on the floor you guys would be like holy shit you'd think i was elvis and yet when i go through i look at envelopes and i see your names i remember most of you i remember what you sent me i remember that's just the way my memory works but to have to wake up to this shit today uh was super disheartening and and i'm not saying this because any of you have done this to me i'm saying it as a warning a, a, a fucking word of warning for all of you None of the people you look up to in life owe you shit, okay? They don't owe you shit. If you got to somehow be inspired by what they do and you got to participate in their life and they did something that was worthwhile to you and they were leading you in some way, shape, or form, that's the fucking gift. It's the same way I view Donald Trump. I never came on this broadcast crying like a bitch about not being acknowledged by Donald Trump uh, all those years while I was being censored and blocked. Why? Because that's not his fucking responsibility. I chose to follow him, not the other way around. Okay? I chose to follow his message and be inspired by it. And therefore, I figured, you know what? I'll have my opportunity to be acknowledged by President Trump once I've earned it. And that's what I fucking did. But the goddamn idea that people, fans, or fucking people on the internet somehow feel owed, by, owed something because they fucking sent you a letter or a mail or some other thing, you're fucking sick in the head. That's not normal. That is like some level, like like psychotic shit. If you feel that somehow you are entitled to some kind of experience, interaction, reaction, you're fucked in the head. 
I would never fucking do this to anybody that I actually admired. It's sick. And the fact that, like, this shit keeps happening to me, because it's happened before. At least some of the other cunts were, like, private about it. I had a guy the other day fucking try to drag me, and same exact thing, former fan trying to dunk on me on the internet, and it took two minutes, and he was like, oh, shit, maybe I'll check out the show again. I'm like, why are you fucking, why are these people so goddamn weird and shitty when everyone else, let's be honest, everybody else ignores your fucking ass. Everybody else in the space that I occupy ignores the fuck out of you. They don't interact with you. They don't show the cards and letters you've sent. They don't show your fucking photographs. They don't say happy birthday to your loved ones or happy anniversary to your spouse. They don't say fucking rest in peace about your mom or grandma when they die. And then the one fucking person that actually does all of that shit and stays completely attached to the audience and actually has tried to cultivate a fucking community, I'm the one you want to slander and drag all over the fucking internet. I just don't know. People are fucking... You, it's sick, dude. It's the reason that, like, there will be a day when this country's fucking saved, I'm going to disappear. And it ain't going to be some fucking long, drawn-out The Dilly Show going away in a year or two. It's going to be... We're going, we're going, and going, and as soon as I've decided the fucking country is where it needs to go, I'm out. Because this fame shit is for the fucking birds. Like, I don't need this, okay? I can be successful at anything I touch. It's what I do. But the fact that I still have to have these fucking interactions with people, and that the fact that the public is so goddamn deranged still, it is super disheartening. It pisses me the fuck off, because I'm like, I would, never, I would never behave this way towards people. And as soon as you, honestly, as soon as you start to feel yourself being entitled to something, honestly, slap the shit out of yourself or ask someone else to do it. Because like that, that whole fucking mentality of entitlement is a sickness. As soon as you're like, I should be, I should be getting, why aren't I getting, why aren't I, as soon as you start feeling that shit crawling up your asshole, just slap the fuck out of yourself because you're still a failure. You, you haven't made it in life until you've eliminated that part of the fucking brain. Until you've got to the point where you're like, yeah, you know what? Entitlement is for cunts. It's for weak fucking losers who could never actually do anything in life. Entitlement is a disease, dude. Stay the fuck away from it. And I mean that because a lot of you guys will come out here and be like, oh, these kids today are entitled. These kids today are entitled. And then what do you do? You act like a fucking sad little bitch and you act, you're entitled. Oh, you should show me more respect. You should show me more. Why? What the fuck are you entitled to? S fucking Steven 77516. I mean, it's fucking sick. This has happened with former sponsors too. People that I, you know, obviously, because I, I always fulfill my contracts, people who will always remain nameless because I never will do that. But I've had former sponsors that all of a sudden fucking snap, go unhinged and disappear into the fucking ether and hate my guts. And I've never done anything to these people. What did they do? They got mad about a joke. They got mad about a fucking joke. Oh, that's joke. You finally said it and it made me mad. You're fucking sick, dude. You're sick. I don't know what to tell you people. Like, I, I don't know. This show started with me and a camera in the corner of my bedroom. And I have kept the exact same recipe the entire fucking time. Only thing that changed is I added in a computer and I was able to play memes and actually show visuals. But other than that, the show is the fucking same. And this is just super disappointing for me. Like, because... And I understand this lady, like for every person that does what she does, I have thousands of people that are really kind and cool and great and they donate to the show or they give nice gifts or they're, they're really sweet to me and my wife. But this one just pissed me off. It, it hit different because I didn't have to interact with her. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's different if there's like, like I, I was trying to do a nice thing 
And then I kept doing the nice thing and she didn't even know it. The bitch is like, oh, I didn't see you donate anymore. I'm like, I did it anonymously. She's like, oh. I'm like, I have no attachment to the Easter Seals Foundation. None of my children or anybody I know have special needs kids. Not that I shouldn't donate, but like, that was your organization. I did that shit for him and for you. And now you're gonna fucking drag my name. I don't know, dude. I don't know. It just, and I still get these little pissant fucking emails and in, in, in responses. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, you know, I don't clear my, ca like, I don't clear my calendar to go watch your shit every day because you're sacrificing and working. Like, I, why, why? Like, there's people I don't like. I, take any number of these fucking people that I don't like, okay? In media. Do you see me go onto their shows to fuck with them constantly? No. Because if you don't like somebody, you just stay the fuck away from them. Yeah, these motherfuckers, I have all these weird things. It's, like it's like this love-hate thing from fans. It, you're fucking sick. Like, you need to get a therapist. If you fucking love-hate me, you need help. It's you. It ain't me. I don't know your fucking ass, okay? I don't know you. I might have replied to you in an email, and I said some really canned shit. was like, hey, thank you so much. I don't know you, but thank you. That's a nice thing. This does not constitute a fucking relationship where you get to treat me like I'm somebody that owes you something. And if you think that way, you're fucked in the head, dude. This is why fucking psychos shoot fucking celebrities and shit. This is like a fucking dude from the Beatles gets smoked by a super fan. It's like, this is the kind of shit that these pe people do. If you're even starting to have that inclination in your head, get it fucking examined. I'm so fucking mad right now. <laughs> I'm like... I'm so mad. I'm so mad that I forgot to show the shirts again. I have shirts for sale. I was going to show you guys. This fucking lady ruined my morning. Uh, you guys want to see the shirts here? I'll show you the shirts. It seems kind of anticlimactic now. But these were the shirts I wanted to show you before our fucking stupid people ruined everything. It's a Dilly to 300 Designs Rally Gear shirt. So fucking mad right now. There you go. So it's a, that's a photo from South Carolina rally, and Trev took the photo, and he turned it into, like, a cartoon rendition of it. And we did, like, a Nintendo-style font. It looks really cool. Dilly 300 rally gear. And then it's got me in your Uncle Sam top hat. This is not at all the way I wanted to present this because I was all excited about it. But, unfortunately, people suck. And so now I'm having to do it. <laughs> This isn't even when I was supposed to talk about the shirts, but whatever. And you guys, I just thought these were really cool. I hope you guys like them. There you go. So there you go. So this is the shirts. And I, the, the only thing different in this photo, I want to warn you, is um, they, they are, the women's are a V-neck. So just in this photo, take that with a grain of salt. They're a V-neck. But yeah, that's the design. I think they look cool. I think I wanted you guys to be able to wear something that was that made it to where you could identify each other at at rallies. So that was the whole point. This is so you guys can uh, so you guys recognize one another. Um, and this is a pre-order, so that way, like, because we don't want to we don't want anybody to miss out. Because you know, the last few months I've had to run it to where we didn't do pre-orders because it's really overwhelming for my wife. Um, but we're doing pre-orders this time, and so just. Bear with us. We're going we're gonna to keep the pre-order window open for probably two weeks, and then it'll take about another two weeks before you'll get your, 
your shirt. So that's kind of how it works. Hopefully, that's how it works. So it might take a little longer to get, but I thought you guys would like them. Do I have a meme? I need to play a meme or something. I'm so fucking annoyed. I gotta like, I just, I, uh... <laughs> Where's that Mitch McConnell meme of him fucking melting down? I think that'll make me feel better. I think I'll feel better if we play a meme of Mitch McConnell fucking malfunctioning in front of the entire country yesterday. That usually makes me feel better. And I think I even, I have a good one and it's a, a, it's a, it's a magical Trevor earpiece guy. That always makes me feel better. Here we go. Uh, we're on a path to finishing the NDA. Hey, uh, uh, Mitch, uh, earpiece guy here from uh, Joe Biden's office. Listen, uh, I got a bit of bad news for you. Hunter, um, the plea deal fell through. Uh, he's going to go with plan B. Yeah, he's released the nudes. Uh, sorry, dude. Uh, Mitch? Mitch? Uh... Uh, can somebody get Mitch? I, I think he's locked up. Uh, Mitch. Come on, man. It's not that bad. Anything else you want to say? I'm sure it's go back to your Do you want to say uh, Yeah, get him off the stage. Yeah, there you go. Boy. Get him to lie down. He's going to be in shock for a while. Yeah, Mitch McConnell had a meltdown yesterday. He's broken. Thank you, Magical Trevor. That was awesome. Earpiece guy trying to advise Mitch McConnell didn't go well. Wait, did Luntz? Frank Luntz deleted the meme. Dude deleted the meme because it got 11 million plays on his Twitter page. Dude got 11 million plays on his Twitter page, and he deleted it. Does that mean that all of the people that have it embedded, does it delete the, the does it delete that too? He's trying to put the fucking genie back in the uh, bottle. Oh, that's a stupid move. Here we go, Streisand effect all over. Dude made sure thirty million people saw it, and then he fucking deleted it. Wow, dude! Now you're gonna make people want to see it more. So now. So now we have to sell the meme to Team Trump and ask them to play it. It's the only thing that makes sense now. The only thing that makes sense now is you you deleted it, and so there's all of these fucking tweets from these major prominent accounts, and now no one can link back to it? Oh, buddy. Oh, he fucked up. Now they're going to be pissed. Now, now it'll become legendary. Anytime you do that, you just make it to where people are more pissed off and want to see it. Wow. I can't believe he's that stupid. I, he waited. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. You guys like, by the way, somebody asked me a question. Somebody asked me a question. It was a good question. You guys want me to read it real quick? It's not Q&A Friday, but it's relevant. And I appreciated this person asking me, by the way. Hold on, here you go.
Here we go. He goes, um, why do other important right-wing independent figures give your team props reluctantly? Is it just healthy competition? No. No. I am the Bermuda Triangle of entertainment. That's why. They know better. A lot of these people do not ever want to platform me and put my name on there for a couple of reasons, too. Number one is they're afraid that when someone sees my name on their show, they're going to go to my show, and then I'm going to say something highly offensive that they later have to take accountability for. That's number one. Number one is, oh, my God, Dilly is so off the chain. If you, if you co-sponsor anything he says, he might say some shit two weeks later that you're going to have to defend. That's number one. But the biggest reason is when people watch me and see my stuff on other platforms, those hosts, usually, they know better because they're like, if I send any of my viewers over to take a look at that guy, they're not going to come back to me. That's why. They don't, they don't like that because they're like, this fucking guy. I, they, I scare the shit out of almost all these people for one reason or another. And I don't mean that like, like, oh, they're scared to see me. I'm saying they're afraid of what I might say. They're like, dude, that guy is not, there's no veneer. It's just him and the audience and a microphone and none of it's scripted. So we don't know what he's going to say next. We don't know how he's going to represent us and so on and so forth. So that's why, and specifically, the, the show that you guys keep referencing, that guy, that was who this person was talking about. He was like, he was very reluctant to give you guys credit. Well, that's because people that are associated with a show are haters and hate my guts, and there's a lot of these people that are unhinged. I don't even care. Like, I don't really view any of these people as competition. I think they're, most of them are trash. Like, they build huge audiences because they're vanilla, and they're not really interesting and they're not risky that's the truth that most of them take no risk if you take no risk and you're consistent you can have huge audiences it's when you take risks that all of a sudden people are like whoa dude i don't know what i would do with this guy but i don't i don't give a fuck you know what i'm saying like, i don't care but yeah you're right they don't like to give they do not want my name out there I have been one of the most dirty secrets in probably cultural uh, corners for years. It used to happen when I was in self-development. They did the same thing. They'd steal my quotes and my advice, and then they'd be like, oh, an author or whatever. They didn't want to say who. It used to happen all the time. And then when I got into politics, eventually, I mean, like, where else do you think they go for funny? There ain't, there's not a lot of options when you're trying to watch political entertainment and insightfulness all wrapped into one. So a lot of them lurk and they watch the show. They never log in. They watch religiously. A lot of the Fox producers have watched for years. The mistake they made is they reached out to me at one point in the beginning and said, oh, I'm a producer for Fox. I love your stuff. You're hilarious. And then they were like, oh, wait, you know what we can do is this guy makes my life easier. I can literally create an entire fucking broadcast for our, be our biggest names using his topics and points. And then we all watched it together. You've seen it for fucking years. I'm the first show of the day. Everybody knows it. So especially once Rush Limbaugh was really sick, they didn't stop. They used to steal all his shit. 
He used to be Rush in the mornings, and he would set the narrative for most Republican shows the rest of the day. And the reason is the hosts are lazy as fuck, and the producers are too. So somebody has to set the pace. So then Rush goes away, and Dilly becomes the first show in the morning. Most of the narratives, that's where they go. This is how it works. But I don't know. I don't really think twice about it. I'm just like, whatever. I, was, <laughs> I just do what I do, man. I've always tried to keep this really simple. It's I, that's why I always interact with the chat and I talk to the same people because I, I, like, I don't like to consider how big the show may or may not be. I don't really think of it in those terms. You know, I, I used to be really adamant about checking some of that stuff and I don't anymore because the thing is, is subconsciously it affects how you might behave. You know, if I looked over, I saw I have a million people watching, I might, it might make me, I don't know, trigger shy. Probably not, but that's the way it goes. Like, you kind of like, oh, I'm a little apprehensive. I don't want to say that because I've got a million people watching me. So I just ignore the numbers. I stick to my chats and just kind of bullshit with you guys. Keep my head down. So there you go. Anyway, Jesus Christ. I cannot believe they deleted it. That's amazing, because it was going everywhere again. Again, as you might ex uh, have, have expected. Eric Trump even uh, shared it this morning. So that's gone now. Eric Trump shared it. Kimberly Guilfoyle shared it. Um, and now they're trying, to, they're trying to cover their tracks now. Frank Luntz trying to get rid of the fucking meme. That's amazing. Everybody needs to go and grab Lauren Eve's uh, version of it then and share it out. Ain't that something? fucking people I should have started the show with that fucking lady dude that shit bothered me want to see how much they try to avoid saying my name do you guys want to see here's Glenn Beck yesterday playing the Dilly meme team's meme and you'll notice they uh, they refer to us as something else definitely not the Dilly meme team there's a um, there's a commercial that looks like it's a commercial for Donald Trump, uh, but it was just done by, you know, somebody at home who was putting something together and then put, you know, Donald Trump for president. So it's not coming from his campaign, um, but it is very effective. And Frank Luntz uh, tweeted it yesterday and said, this is the most dangerous thing I've seen. And... I don't understand that um, because some of the things that are there, I'm not sure I agree with, but this is also one of the most accurate things I have seen in a campaign ad. Listen to this. If I were the deep state, if I was the deep state and I wanted to destroy America, I would rig the election with a puppet candidate. One that was so compromised that they would never say a word about it. I would create a false flag that allows for mail-in ballots. I would be in charge of the ballot counting machines. I would create a false flag to blame all who question the results of the election. If I was the deep state, I would prosecute anyone that went against me. I would sue and prosecute anyone that spoke up about the fraudulent election. I would use my powers to shut down all your internet businesses and bankrupt you. If I was the deep state, I would make everyone an example why you should never question a Democrat ever winning an election. I would imprison my foes. I would use my corrupt DAs and blackmailed judges to destroy you. 
I would make sure all crimes I ever committed never happened. I would prosecute my biggest competition. I would make sure they could never run for office ever again. If I was the deep state, I would convince everyone that Ukraine Nazis were good and women are men. If I was the deep state, I would own every politician that mattered. If I was the deep state, I would push my pedophilia ambitions on you. If I was the deep state, you'd question your sexual identity, but not the medical establishment. If I was the deep state, you would fear to ever resist me. If I was the deep state, you would wish I was really the devil. If I was the deep state, I would say mission accomplished. Wow. That's powerful. That's powerful. <laughs> that is powerful. What has we happened to Frank in... Luntz is my question, though. Why is that dangerous? Is it know. dangerous for people to know. think for themselves? I don't think so. Wow. That's... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I know Frank has been very sick lately, but uh, he's on the mend. But um, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I have the opposite take uh, from Frank Luntz on many things, but that's one of them. And mm-hmm. the deep state... We have gone in five years from, at least I have, six years. When Donald Trump first said that, I was a little uncomfortable. And I was like, I don't know. Because it was right around the time where he said the media is the enemy of the American people. And I'm like, I, I agree, kind of, but I, don't, I wouldn't say it that way. He's right. There is, there is no other way to describe the mainstream media than a, a danger to the American people and her freedom. Clearly, there is no other way to describe what's going on. Just look at what's happening with Hunter Biden and then the media coverage on it. There is no other way to describe it other than a deep state. And, you know, when you question your sexuality, but you're not allowed to question Pfizer, How, how does mm-hmm. Pfizer get away with that? It's clearly a deep state. It's really, I mean, if I were doing it, I would have done, if I were a deep state. Yeah. All day long. I'd tell Biden what to do if I were the deep state. Yeah. Uh, that's hey. how I would have done it too. But this was maybe a little more effective than that. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. That's pretty good. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Unless you know, have you have a Zionist master, and then of course (laughs) course. they're going to release the. (laughs) I wouldn't have to work hard. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so uh, uh, now let me switch to another case. So what did he forget? You guys notice he cut off the end, right? Can't have that name out there. Too bad. Too bad it's subliminally imprinted into the fucking meme. Thank you, memers, for understanding exactly what they were going to do. Bad Karma had an intuitive fucking feeling on that one. Bad Karma, thank you, bro. Thank you for listening to your gut. You were 100% correct. That bitch went to the moon, and they all tried to cut off the end. The, the, The name they're trying to keep off of this shit, it ain't the fucking meme team. It's Dilly. That's the name they're trying to be like, it can't be him. It cannot be him. You understand? There's a reason they were like, Lauren Eve Twitter account, keep that last fucking name off the end. Do not, under any circumstance, say the name Dilly. Why do you think when when Piers Morgan had it on the screen, he called it the, the Trump online war machine, not the Dilly meme team? Do you understand? 
This is the scariest name. They don't want anybody near my name because they know I can't be bought and they know I can see through bullshit. People who are disingenuous are terrified of me because it doesn't take me more than 30 seconds to figure out people. And they all know it. And if you ever want to be really fucking uncomfortable, meet me and have a veneer and you'll figure it out. And it works on everybody. It is not just, oh, we're fans or we're friends or you fucking introduce me to goddamn anybody. And the same fucking thing happens. I'll know in the first 20 seconds if you're, there's something wrong with you. I'll be like, no, nah, something's wrong. I don't like your energy. Something's not right with you. And they all know it. And it, I scare off fucking people like that. I scare off con men. I scare off all these fucking people. They all just go, eh, I don't want to be, I can't handle this. Not everybody likes to be able to, you know, be seen. Like, it, it takes a certain person to be able to handle that level of, like, being, being able to, like, oh, shit, this person's staring into me. Been this way since I was a kid. They won't say my name. They will not say my name. They, they all are going, eh, 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 nope, 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 nope. Don't say his name. It happens every fucking day. Why? That's why I knew things were going to be different um, when Team Trump started platforming me, and I mean that. For them to acknowledge Billy, it told me what, everything I needed to know about how this campaign was going to go. Yes, and Owen Schroyer did because he's a friend of mine, and we all love Owen. He's a great guy, and Owen is proud to be my friend. He has my wife's art in his house. Um, so Owen, uh, you know, Owen Schroyer from uh, InfoWars, great guy, and he did show the clip as well. Immediately said this is the Dilly Meme team. This is where it came from. But not the rest. None of these mainstream people want to say it. You'll, you will watch. That, that meme is going to continue, and it's going to continue to have that. They're going to call it Trump's online war machine, someone sitting at their house, all of the, the different shit. They don't want to say. They don't want to say that. Yeah, I know that one online guy. I don't know his show, but someone did say that he gave credit as well. But yeah. I'm just telling you. Like, stay away from him. He's a problem. He's a problem. Okay. Another day. Keep going. Yeah, I know. I got credit. I know at least one. It, none of the people in new media, I think, avoided saying it. A lot of the people like podcasters all said my name. They weren't. They, that's not who I'm talking about. That's what's part of what's fun about this, though, is the more of you that are aware of what I do and what I've been doing, it's almost more embarrassing for you to call them out. Oh, Zero, Zero Hedge also posted an article about it, but they linked it to Lauren Eve, which is really fucking cool. That's cool because I love Zero Hedge. I love that. They're, they're a great online uh, place. Am I their competition? Do you guys think that? I suppose so, huh? You know what's weird is it's I'm not even really competing for views. I think that I dismantle a lot of what these people do. I make them irrelevant. Why do you think, and, and again, this isn't me like puffing out my chest, but be show of hands, how many of you can sit through 
a, a regular mainstream media broadcast anymore after watching the show. Can any of you? Can any of you sit through a mainstream media broadcast, even, regardless of who the host is? The memers tried to last night because I was contacted by the producer of Greg Ch- uh, Kelly's show for Newsmax, and, he, and I was told, oh, we want to play this meme. And I was like, okay, great. So they sat through that whole fucking broadcast, and they never played it. A lot of people can't do it after watching my show because I move fast, and there's... Once you get accustomed to a certain level of authenticity regarding new subjects and different, different um, happenings around the world, I think it makes it to where you'll no longer tolerate any other form of conversation. Like once your mind has, has essentially adapted and, and, and adopted a, a, a like clarif- clarity and, and discernment, once you've got that, you can't sit through the bullshit anymore. It's impossible. You're like, oh, this is bullshit. How many of you do that now? You watch the show long enough and you've learned all the little tiny signs and I've broke down all the videos and we've explained You can tell the nuance and I've explained all of it. And now you watch and you go, bullshit, I'm out. Happens all the time where he goes, nah, this is bullshit, I'm out. I can tell. You're fucking full of shit. And you, and you bail. Everybody bails. They go, ah, I'm out. I can't do this. Can't tell the, can't, can't tolerate the disingenuous fucking bullshit. And you'll catch it really quick. You'll go, wait a minute. Right? You catch it and go, wait a minute. Because it's subtle. And I've been teaching all the subtleties for years. Where they, where they tell a truth, but then they lie about the circumstance. And they like, they shape it in a certain way because they're trying to evoke. It's all literally psychological programming. And I essentially, whether you like me or not, I deprogram people every single day by using a combination of humor and anger. Every single day. I cut through the shit, and I can make you, to, make you laugh and then make you angry at the same time. And then what happens is it allows access into the subconscious mind, and then we reprogram you. I've been telling people for years, if you watch the show, I'm going to fucking change how you think. I openly admit this. I can't help it. It's how it works, though. Laughter and, and anger both open up the subconscious mind. Ask a fucking psychotherapist. Ask anybody who stu- studies the brain and consciousness how this works. But I'm not a malicious cunt, so I'm not refilling it with like some crazy shit. I'm refilling it with the ability, because I don't want to teach you the truth. I want to show you how to figure out the truth. That's what I'm interested in. That's where they really don't like that because I'm not teaching you to think what I think. I'm teaching you how to identify bullshit and identify the truth. That's the whole point. That's what they don't want. They'd rather me just be like, oh, brainwashing you and trying to get you to just adopt my positions on every subject, but I don't want that. We is a threat. Luntz deleted the fucking tweet. That is fucking funny. That's pretty impressive. Dude waited how many days? That thing went around the planet and somebody called him and went, what the fuck is your problem? Delete this now. Delete this right now. Why did you put this on your page? You're an idiot. 
Fucking. And you know what's funny, too, is I love the past they give people for being scum. Like, Glenn Beck's like, oh, Frank Lentz has been sick for a long time. It's like, oh, he's been sick, so now he's like, like, that somehow defends him being a piece of shit. Isn't that weird? Like, it's weird the past they give it, give one another. It's almost like they, they kind of are like, we're all in the same game. So, like, we'll say what we have to say to audiences, but then privately we'll act a certain way. Isn't it gross? It's so gross to me that that's how they operate. They all do that, by the way. This is what's made the, the campaign so different is, is like, and I'm going to talk about one of my friends here in a minute because I want to give him his credit because he's doing something. He's breaking a rule. It's a cardinal fucking rule of political operatives. You're not supposed to do what this guy is doing. And I'm going I'm to give him his credit here in a second. And I think you guys will enjoy it. But, um, and actually, with that being said, maybe the memers can cut my rant on this subject in a minute because I think it's really impressive. But, uh, oh, my God. All right. Full disclosure team, we're working on some fun stuff. So here's what's going on. Lots is going on. <laughs> Let's start there. We're going to start with my friend, though, because I want to talk about why this campaign is different and what's making this so, so different. And we're going to give my friend some flowers right now because he's earned them and he's, and he's wired different. And I appreciate guys that recognize what like anybody who understands what the meme team is doing right out the gate like they take one look and go i get it they they i have a special relationship with those kind of people okay they be, they're like instant friends instant friends of mine instant friends of the memers so what is making this campaign so much different with donald trump is one trump campaign has done absolutely nothing to be like, oh, we don't know who Brendan Dilly is. It's been quite the opposite. They've been very sweet and gracious, and they've been, they've been taking care of my team and my fans and everybody associated with me, and it's been incredible, okay? They have, they have said, no, you're ours, and we're good with that, okay? Very cool, and I knew something is up. But there's another rule being broken in the 2024, uh, I guess, 2023 primary 2024 campaign. And it's being broken by a friend of mine who is, I guess you would call him a political operative, a political consultant, a political person. And that man is Alex Brusewitz. And Alex is breaking all the rules you're not supposed to. This has never been done. The, what he has started to do and what he has decided to do has not been done this way. And what that is is like Glenn Beck and Frank Luntz, all of these people behind the scenes normally have really sweet friendships. And because of that, they all have to continue to work together for years to come. They never attack each other. This is a rule. In this industry, you don't attack other people on other campaigns. The candidate is absolutely fair game, but you do not attack other people who are operating behind the scenes until this. Alex immediately recognized what me and the meme team were doing. He immediately wanted to partner up and kind of get to know us and find out more about us. And we became friends. Well, what happened now? Alex is getting headlines because he's making this shit personal going after these people who've sold their souls for money to work on these bullshit fraudulent campaigns. 
This uh, article here uh, from the Daily Mail says, Trump ally gets very personal in brutal online war with DeSantis aides because Alex has worked with most of these people in the, in the uh, you know, behind the scenes. And here's where it is. It's, I mean, this is what they're writing about him. It's in the Daily Mail today. Close Trump ally Alex Brusowitz launched a series of brutal personal attacks on members of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' campaign team. He went after Christina Peshaw, claiming she had a facelift and smokes weed. Bruce Witz defended his attacks and said it's all fair in, in, uh, in war. Politi- or what did he say? I can't remember what his exact vernacular was. I cut it off. But whole point is, shout out to my boy Alex. Now why, now, why is this significant? Why is this a significant change? Because he's holding people accountable for the jobs they take. This is the right thing. Part of the reason the deep state exists is because people behind the scenes essentially sell their souls and go, I work for a candidate and therefore I have no moral responsibility to do the right things. I'm just here for a check. So when he does this and he's open about it, it's breaking all the rules. All of the older political operatives um, who are not on Team Trump are pissed at him because he's rewriting how you do their job. Does that make sense? He's pissed because... They all had this quiet agreement, which is don't ever attack each other. I'll let you come on my campaign later on. Oh, if we, whichever side of us gets through the primary, we'll hire the other ones to work on the general together. This used to be the way, this was the rule, okay? This was the rule. And when he started doing this and he was following I think he was already hitting them really hard for, for months. And then he saw us doing it. And he was like, all right. He saw what the Dilly Meme team was like, yep, I'm rolling with them. They get it. And we fed off of each other and we've been able to create a friendship and, and it's been a good thing. But this is what makes this campaign in this season so different. And now we're all having to circle the wagons because everybody is coming for not just uh, the meme team, obviously, and myself or all of you, but really on the much larger picture, they're coming for Donald Trump. Trump lawyers reportedly told to expect a new indict- indictment in the January 6th probe. I got this confirmed to me this morning before this news broke. I actually was happened to be on the phone with somebody from the campaign and this was like, oh yeah, you know, this is this is happening. Well, there's another indictment coming. Um, this one, they're going to, they're trying to get him off of the ballot. They're trying to get him out of the race. This is what they're trying to do. The RNC and the DOJ are in lockstep on this. The, the goal I believe is to try and get Trump to where he cannot be represented on the Republican ticket. And that's what the objective is. This is what the objective is. So they're going after him yet again. This is absolutely disgusting. This is essentially, you're, you are on the verge of a collapse from a government standpoint because the people have lost all confidence in this, okay? They've lost all confidence in, in the Department of Justice. They've lost all confidence in D.C., Now, one thing I'm going to tell you is Trump won't stop. Donald Trump is not going to stop. He's not going to stop if 
they indict him in D.C. He's not going to stop if you indict him in, in Atlanta. He's not going to stop after you indicted him in Miami. He's not going to stop after you indicted him in New York. The evidence clearing Trump on this particular charge is overwhelming. There, it's actually a joke that they're even going forward with it. They know Donald Trump can't be stopped right now. Let me tell you what the PSYOP really is. I want to break this down on what's actually going on, what I believe is actually going on. There is a man lives in Georgia who predicts the future This is so they can put him in jail. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I actually think that they know their cases are shit. I think that they actually know that the tide has started to turn judicially and they've got a problem. They they know. They, they are like, we've got a problem because if judges and lawyers across this land start finding their moral integrity, even a smidge of it, we're fucked. This isn't about Donald Trump prison, okay? This is about trying to convince you and all of those independent voters in America that supporting him is going to waste your vote. This is about demoralization of the public, of the patriotic public. It's about you throwing away your money and votes and time supporting a man who's obviously going to go to prison. That's what this is about. Their cases are bullshit and weak and are going to get absolutely decimated because the evidence is overwhelmingly against them. This is the reality, okay? They don't got shit. The Boxes case is a joke. The fucking the uh, New York case is an absolute laugher. There's nothing here. The Atlanta case is even goofier. They know that. They know that there's, on a long enough timeline, they get destroyed in the court in each of these cases, including this January 6th shit. What this is about is trying to put fear into you that you are essentially, you're getting your hopes up for something that's not going to happen. They're trying to get you to give up. He isn't going to give up, and they know that. The only way he would give up is if he started seeing half-full arenas because you gave up. But that ain't going to happen. In order to win, you must ignore their bullshit. You take their indictment, wipe your ass, laugh, throw on your MAGA shirt, and head down to the rally. This is what you keep doing. 
Why do I block stupid motherfuckers all the time? There's no time for it. I don't. I block a lot of Democrats because I'm like, you don't matter. It's not because I'm scared. Oh, Dilly's scared. No, I just don't. I can't. My brain and where I'm going and what I'm manifesting and creating in my life has no room. I used to get in the pissing matches. I used to have a whole philosophy about it. Bad person says something stupid to me. I reply. Then I block. None of that now. Now, hide reply. Block. Gone. Now you're never. Now you just died online and no one got to see what you had to say. Keep moving forward. You have to be like a great white shark. That's what Trump is right now. You have to learn to cut through all of the veneer of bullshit. They don't have power. I don't really know how to say this. It sounds crazy, but they don't actually have power. These people have nothing other than the intimidation and the, the, the uh, projection of power. They have the projection of power. And the projection is, if you do anything to stray, we'll incarcerate you. We'll destroy your life. We'll take your money. We'll make you, you know, um, we're going to make you a, a, a bad name and make it to where people won't want to associate with you. This is where your faith comes in. Because once you realize, I shall not be judged by anyone other than God. And in between now and that time, I will be doing exactly what I have been moved to do. And there's nothing you can do to stop me. You, and that's where Trump's at right now. This is the mindset, and I'm, being, I'm telling you guys some inside baseball right now. The mindset inside of the campaign is that this is a mission to save America and the American public from what is coming. That is not hyperbole. That is not rhetoric. That is the actual conversation that Donald Trump reaffirms to his staff every fucking day. Every day. It's not about us. It's about the American public. We have to save this country. Every single day. We're not afraid. We're never going to quit. We're going to win. We're going to keep going no matter what happens. We will, see what, we will see this through. This is what he says in meetings. This is what he tells the staff when they get concerned and scared. Doesn't matter. We're still going forward. Keep going. Keep going. I'll handle the lawyers. I'll handle the rest of it. I'll put together the defense. I'll handle all of that. You stay focused. Book the events. Book the gigs. Book the speaking places. Book the interviews. Put out the emails. Never, ever, I don't care about any of that. Head down. It's not about us. It's about America. Keep going. Once you've adopted that, what are they going to do? Honestly, what are they going to do? You don't think I don't understand the risk of doing my show the way I do it? Of course. It's the same as Donald Trump's. Well, obviously, he's got a lot more risk, but what's going to happen? They're going to throw the IRS after you. Oh, they're going to look at your bank accounts. They're going to take all your money from you. They're going to try and threaten to take your livelihood. If you don't play ball, we're going to put you in a, in a jail cell, and you're going to get, you know, we're going to let you get starved and raped and beaten up. That's what they do. That's, that's what tyranny does because once you've lost argument, see, they've lost the argument. The debate is over. They lost which is why they have to go to this next level of shit. Okay, well, we couldn't, we couldn't win the argument for what America wants, which is why they don't run on a campaign platform. Democrats don't even have a platform anymore. Democrats don't come out and tell you, this is what we stand for and this is what we're going to do because we believe in this country. They don't, even, they don't even debate each other anymore. They don't even go and, and actually do public rallies anymore because there's so little support. 
We won the argument. The country made a decision. We don't want the deep state. We don't want the Marxists and the fucking the, the communists in this country. We don't want the illegality or the drugs or the crazy sexualization of our kids. We don't want tyranny. The public already voted. It's over. That's done. Which is why now you're in a different fight. And your fight now is they don't, they only have so many weapons. How many bullets they have left half in this gun? Who's your next Democrat superstar? There ain't an Obama being born right now. They don't have someone walking down that they can sell to the public on hope and change. There ain't another Obama coming. There ain't no fucking, uh, you know, heir apparent to Biden. The Democrats don't even have a superstar on their bench. Their bench is full of idiots like AOC. So they have lost completely. The rhino Republicans, who's the rhino that's gaining momentum, guys? Well, his name was Rod DeSantis, and he got eviscerated by an unpaid group of ragtag misfits on social media that so sufficiently buttfucked him that he is actually going to be out of politics with no future career in the near in the very soon near future. I'm getting calls from people inside political circles who are looking to figure out how to partner with the meme team because everybody in future campaigns and existing campaigns can see the writing on the wall. Oh my God, if this group of people turns their arrows on us, we've got a problem. It's the same thing with Donald Trump. If Donald Trump turns his arrows or sights on me, I've got a problem. I don't have a way to defend against him. These people, this the rhinos don't have an heir apparent. There is no popular rhino candidate that you go, my God, he's got a coalition of people. You think that Tim Scott can somehow take on Trump if, if the DeSantis people abandon him and go to Tim Scott? No. Glenn Youngkin, are you fucking kidding me? That's not an heir apparent to the rhinos. Rhinos aren't getting back in power. Donald Trump changed the electorate forever. And we are trying to change the culture forever. Because if you can do both at the same time, you can take back your country. They are very upset about this. And so, yes, the consequences are very clear. And let me, I want to get like the, the, the fear out of the way. They'll try to take, they'll try to ruin you financially. They'll try to ruin your name in the public eye. And they're going to try to incarcerate you. That's it. There's not really, oh, they might try to kill you. I'm serious. Whenever you guys are like, well, what's the consequences of being a, a full patriot? It's financial ruin, having your name slandered to a bunch of people you'll never meet anyway. It's incarceration or, or death. You're going to die anyway, so you, don't be afraid of that one. Most of you probably don't have enough money to be worried about losing all the money. I mean, maybe some of you, but the majority are like, eh, I mean, whatever, I had a good life. You understand, once they've taken away, like, remember they used to say shit like, we'll ruin your credit? You're like, okay. Remember that used to be a thing where they'd call you when you were already poor? Hey, if you don't pay this, we're going to put it on your credit. You're like, dude, if I could pay it, I already would have, dumbass. I'm poor. Well, we're going to ruin your credit. Okay, you're going to ruin a number that I can't use anyway because I'm poor. They do this shit because they're like, 
They try to get you to be afraid of shit that doesn't matter. You understand? They try, like, they already used a fucking, a, a, a bioweapon on you. They've already used the bioweapon. They killed your loved ones with fucking treatment of the bioweapon. You've already crossed the really scary part of this. You already crossed that bridge. You already crossed it. Like, if I told you that you already took the deep state's bioweapon straight on the chin and you survived it, you'd be like, oh, wow, yeah, you're right, Dilly. I did. President Trump says, my attorneys had a productive meeting with the DOJ this morning explaining in detail that I did nothing wrong, was advised by many lawyers, and that an indictment of me would only further destroy our country. No indication of notice was given during the meeting. Do not trust fake news on anything. There you go. There you go, President Trump. That is according to his truth he just put out. Right there. So he's saying there isn't an indictment coming from the DOJ. Interesting. I think the indictment that they might have been referring to is the Georgia one. So what if that's not the DOJ that's probably going to be the uh the Georgia indictment. I can't explain to you why I know there's an indictment coming but there is one coming. It might not be the DOJ though. It's the only thing I can tell you. I can't say the DOJ is going to indict him cuz I don't know that definitively. I just can tell you. <laughs> I was told fairly specifically that there's probably an indictment coming. My guess is the it's probably Georgia. Yeah, it's probably Georgia, is my guess. I could be wrong. Bottom line is, it's all intended to do the same thing. They're trying to demoralize you about your support of him. Yep. All you need to know is they're trying to scare you off. They're so... I mean, look, remember when we had these conversations about evil dying off? We had a whole conversation about this. It's a, it's a thing. The evil is struggling these days. The evil is having a major fucking problem. <laughs> now, these are memes of evil, but still, Mitch McConnell yesterday, I mean, this dude sold the country to uh, the Chinese and other nations. Fucking, he's looking rough yesterday. Thank you, soul memes. The Galapagos giant tortoise is the largest tortoise on Earth. With a top speed of 300 meters an hour, they take life at their own pace. <laughs> Galapagos tortoises spend the bulk of their day napping. Up to 16 hours a day for more than 100 years. But while they may be slow, like their cousin of fable, they're winners. 
Soul, why'd you do that one? Is Soul in here? You know what's going to happen, Soul. You are going to get absolutely brutal. You better delete that on Twitter. You know what's going to happen. Dude, National Nat Geo is one of the most aggressive fucking copyright uh, pursuing assholes in the world. Because I think Nat Geo is owned by a, a much larger corporation. And you, so you did this before with the lion one. You know better. You know they're going to come for you. Somebody tell Soul to delete that on Twitter. I'll play it on this show because I don't give a fuck. It's funny. But we've been through this before together, Soul. <laughs> they're going to try to take her whole Twitter account over that shit. Oh, yeah. That was a fucking turtle video that you did, and it was. We didn't give you the rights to use our voice work. Is it Disney? Leah says it's Disney. Is that who owns it now, Leah? Thank you. I knew it was one of these fucking terrible companies. Oh, my God. They hate when we, re re we uh, repurpose their work. Hey, by the way, we are going to do Daily in the Wild, just not today, okay? I got a little fucking... Today's been a weird day. <laughs> it's weird because it's a combination of blessings and, and then also being really, you know, obviously what I started the show with, I'm like upset because I'm like, oh, God. Nothing hurts worse than when you're trying to do the right thing and someone's fucking awful to you about it. You know what I mean? Let's see what else I got in here. So I got an interview today, you guys, uh, from the Epoch Times. Yeah, I got an interview at 3 o'clock today. Should be interesting. We'll see how it goes. I only said yes because it was them, and I like their organization. I was like, oh, okay, that works. That works. Do I have more? Do I have any other ones of, of uh, did I not grab the one? Uh, I think, no, I'm not playing that one. Mo made one for that, but I'm not playing it. I'm not playing it, Mo. I'm sorry, bud. He made one for, for, uh, for that as well. It was funny as hell. Hold on. I got other, I got some other stuff. Oh man. What is this dude? What is going? <laughs> Steve Bannon. <laughs> oh, Steve Bannon. He, uh, he's, he's being mean to team DeSantis. Jesus team DeSantis not going well. The reset is not working. Oh my God. This fucking guy is shook. Dude, get me out of here. Meatball having a hell of a day. And this one is near and dear to my heart. This one's near and dear to my heart. And this is personal for me. Because this is somebody that tried to destroy my life. And, uh... I guess now is as good a time as any to announce that I'll be moving down to Tallahassee next week, says Will Chamberlain. Is that right, Will? Will Chamberlain, a prominent conservative figure who co-published Human Events, was among the 38 staffers let go by the DeSantis camp in recent weeks. This dude is responsible for at least two of my Twitter accounts getting totally removed. Anytime I have been uh, allowed back on Twitter, the very first account I go block is Will Chamberlain. 
That's, that's a true story. The very first account, when I return, anytime I'm like, oh, I got banned or anything, he is the first account I actively seek out and block because this fucking guy, this fucking guy absolutely will try and destroy you by deplatforming you. He's one of the biggest scumbags I have ever had to deal with in social media. I loathe this piece of shit. So I stay the fuck away from him. And the only reason I'm commenting on this is because it is newsworthy because it uh, shows that you know DeSantis' team is taking on water faster than they know what to do with. They're getting absolutely crushed. And it couldn't have ha- happened to a more deserving human being. You know what's weird about him too? I don't remember ever doing anything to the guy. That's the strangest part about that whole experience. I usually know why people hate me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I said a thing or I insulted them or I attacked them. And it's weird because I never had any interaction with that guy that I recall. Like, I can't tell you like, oh, I fucking said this to him and that's why it started this whole thing. I actually don't recall why he hates me so much. I can only tell you that it goes back to at least 2018, maybe 2017. But I actually don't know what the hell happened to where he was like, I'm going to try. And he has like bots and shit that he will absolutely highlight to try and get you deplatformed. And I don't know why they call him a conservative because he used to roll with a shitload of fucking liberals. So it's very weird, very weird individual and uh, not a good person. Just I steer clear of him entirely. Anyway, Team Meatball getting destroyed right now. And uh, I was sent over a sweet little ditty courtesy of Miguel. He sent me a couple of memes this morning. What are these, Mike? I got to see what you sent me, buddy. I didn't even get to, to check them out. I just know you made them, which means they're hilarious. And so then I've got to play them because I've got to see what they are. Uh because I don't get to keep up with everything you make. What's this one? What's this one, Mike? Yeah, it was just wait until Ron DeSantis gets in the race. Right. So Trump's going to be in trouble. That's I, not I, the case. Let's start with the basics, which is Trump oh, is ahead you? by a massive on. amount. That one's not the Mike. That's not California. Sorry, I clicked the wrong one. That one is made by Team Trump, which makes it infinitely funner. So we'll play the Team Trump one. And then we'll play the Big California one. Yeah, it was just wait until Ron DeSantis gets in the race. Right. So Trump's going to be in trouble. That's I, not the I case. Let's start with the basics, which is Trump is ahead by a massive amount in every poll. New Fox Business polls revealing former President Trump dominating ahead of the first GOP debate, which is less than a month away. Donald Trump is still in an absolutely dominant position. Donald Trump has maintained his lead over this field in these early states. Poll after poll showed Donald Trump way ahead of you. New Fox Business polling gives former President Trump a commanding lead in two key 2024 battleground states. The question is, can anybody beat former President Donald Trump for the Republican nomination? And at this point, the very clear answer is no. It's a signal that there really is nothing stopping the former president. So good. So good. How about this? How about that? What is this, Mike? Is this what you made?
she gets there, she starts building serious. You know, it's okay. We can get everything out with a sponge. As long as they have the bowl, it's okay. But we're we're trying to protect their future. In just six months from winning to failing, is the marriage strong or will she be bailing? She'll soon be shacked up with a mega American. made one too. Hold on, what's this? Oof. That will ruin his weekend. Oh my god, dude. Double whammy. That was Miguel Fornia right into a mow in his balls. Solid job, guys. Jesus, you guys are brutal. It's no wonder nobody wants to run against you. Horrible. Horrible! Just mean. Also, I hear my story inspired the psychopath who was uh, trying to out me. So now she's DMing a bunch of Dilly 300 members trying to tell her sob story. Good luck with that. Good luck with that, babe. Psycho! Don't go away mad. Just go away. I don't even know what to say to this. What do you do with people? All right. As if Team DeSantis couldn't get fucking more weird, okay? For some reason, Team Meatball decided it was a good idea to start attacking Byron Donalds? Dude, what? So Team DeSantis, who was already unhinged, they're like, let's let's go ahead and say nothing but horrible things about America's most popular president. And then they're like, you know what? Let's attack that black guy from Florida who's mega popular and specifically target him over his opinion regarding slavery. I did not see that coming. I really did not see that coming. Team Meatball, I it's sort of impressive. It's sort of actually impressive to watch a campaign this fucking inept. What an absolute bunch of weirdos. Just total and complete fucking weirdos. Uh, it's like your ship is already sinking, so you're like, hey, on our way out, by the way, uh, let's go ahead and let everybody know that, that DeSantis stands for racism, like actual racism. 
Like, do you know how strange that is? Team Meatball, weirder by the day. Don't believe me? Watch California. So the second quarter fundraising, apparently reports show DeSantis really burning through cash. He's actually burned through $7.9 million in the first six weeks of his as a presidential candidate. And that's according to an NBC News analysis of his campaign finances. DeSantis was able to raise an impressive $20 million, but the campaign fundra fundraising reports show the bulk of his donors are already maxed out. A shakeup is underway in the Governor Ron DeSantis presidential campaign. About a dozen staffers were left without a job after being let go over the weekend. NBC6's political analyst Mike Hernandez says the firings themselves are not unusual, but there's something else that is spelling trouble for DeSantis. Despite all the money he has raised, despite all the, uh, the, the dollars he has allocated to advertising and events around Iowa, specifically the first caucus state in this nominating process, He's not moving up in the polls, he's moving down. A source familiar with the situation tells NBC News the employees were mid-level staffers who were fired as a cost-cutting measure. Governor DeSantis looking to quiet concerns that he's not gaining enough traction, pointing to feedback from Iowa voters. Now that I see seen you, I'm for you. Now that I see seen you, I'm for you. This, the, the idea they would be going after this. Now that I see seen you, I'm for you. Meanwhile, 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 insiders tell us, insiders tell us, insiders tell us, insiders tell us that more dismissals are on the way, more dismissals are on the way, more dismissals are on the way, more dismissals are on the way for the DeSantis campaign. More dismissals are on the way for the DeSantis campaign. California putting the absolute smack down. This just happened. Jason Miller quote tweeting, brutal. DeSantis event in Iowa, organized by the Super PAC, is starting in 10 minutes. And the small room is still pretty empty. About 25 to 30 votes here. That's being super, super generous, by the way. Because that is not 25 to 30 votes. Wow. This is right now. This is right this moment. That's how many people they packed for an event for DeSantis 2024. Wow. Okay, let's go through this. All right. Uh, photograph was taken. Let's start on the left. We got, uh, let's not count the sheriff. You know what? Fuck it. Let's count the sheriff. We got one, two, three. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. I think that guy works for DeSantis in the very back, but we'll call that 12. All right. Let's come down the right side, starting in the front. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, and a camera person. That's 24. And that's me giving you the sheriff and at least two employees.
Donald Trump packs Waffle Houses with more people. I have seen Trump show up to a Waffle House and have more fans. Wow. Here, uh, I do have a song for this, though. Oops, sorry, that was the wrong one. My bad. My bad. No, when you're having an event with this many people, it's actually a little more intimate. Here, this is better. Hey, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. What? There's only 24 of us in here, huh? So you want me to put my keys in this bowl? So I put the keys in the bowl. Where should I put my shoes? Do we take our shoes off? Great. Now I'm excited to be here. Thrilled. DeSantis 2024. Keys are going in the bowl. Shoes in the closet. Got it. Excellent. Thank you. Drinks in the back. Wonderful. This is my wife, Martha. She is so excited to be here. Can't wait to get this thing started. I love a good small event. It's better when there's less of us. You know, there's a sweet spot. Because then everybody, everybody has a good time. You want to make sure everyone's taken care of. Too many people and you don't get to do that. It just misses a, It misses that, you know. This is a perfect size gathering. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, yep. Oh. Oh, who who owns the Chrysler? Whose wife drives the Chrysler? Huh? I just pulled Chrysler keys. Oh. Oh. Ooh. Lucky me. Oh, yeah. That's right. Woman in black. That's your Chrysler? Oh. I'm a happy guy. Did you notice I'm wearing my Rod DeSantis fishing shirt in blue? Looks great, doesn't it? The governor wears this. Mmm. Yeah. This is going down. Love a good, a good old-fashioned 1973. Good old key party. Ugh. So glad I got the young wife. Ha-ha! <laughs> I didn't suggest that that was an orgy. Yes, I did. Fucked him. That's okay. You might as well have fun while you're there. You fucking stood in line inside all day. Where's Meatball? God, wouldn't that be funny? The thing that's weird is this is how sick my brain is, you guys. Like, my mind actually works this way. Like, if a candidate like DeSantis is this shitty, right, you get 24 people to show up, You realize it's theoretically financially feasible if you were an opposing candidate, say, or a super PAC of some kind, or just an online troll media guy like me. If I had the 25 grand, I had to hire 25 porn stars to show up and then start getting naked while he was speaking and start boning. That's how I would do it. But I'm also not a professional. I would put them in the room and he'd be like, hey, everybody. Uh, we're going to turn into Iowa, into Florida. And everybody would be like clapping and then they'd just be like, and he'd be like, what the hell? And before they could get him off the fucking stage, shit would be going down. That video would be super mega viral. Just saying, dude, you could afford that. 25 people, make it happen. You just hire 25 of your porn stars. Oh, it'd be funny. Because you can't do that at a big event. If there's 400 people and 25 start fucking... And that's not going to make a difference. If it's 4,000, it's even worse. But if there's 25 people in a room and the candidate, you could 100% afford to have people just start fucking in front of him just to ruin his campaign. And then the thing is, the headline writes itself. It's like, Team DeSantis hosts orgy as Meatball gives speech to fucking people boning in the crowd. And it's just nothing but naked people just going at it. You know what I mean? 
where woke goes to die. Is that right? I think it's where orgies go to be had, buddy. Come on, liberals, do this. You, this is not beneath you. Go do it. This fucking guy sucks. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Like, Democrats, you've got a little bit of a war chest over there. Come on. Why not? It'll be fucking funny. Watch him come out. His wife, they're like, ah, what the hell? These people are all having sex. I'm like, yep. No? Nah, whatever. There's no fun. Billy, that's too much. Cross the line with this joke. Ah, please, give me a break. Hey, uh, in case you guys weren't at, like like adequately angered by what you've been seeing in the world today, I just want to drop this one on you for fun. Just because, you know, why not? DOJ drops ch uh, campaign finance charges against Sam Bankman-Fried. Oh, uh, what? Does this mean he's, like, going to get away with this all? I haven't been following the case. Is he going to walk? Like, totally? Or is this just some of it? Like, are they just building a case? Is Trev in here? Because Trev knows things. Are they building the, the case in some other way? Or is this, like, dropping it altogether? This is guy still like nine billion dollars. Leah, you you get to play Trev because Trev's not in here right now. Oh wait, no, he is. Trev, does that mean he's walking or are there other charges he's facing? Trev says he's gonna walk. He's gonna fucking walk. He's gonna walk. Dude, you know that he's not gonna be safe on the outside, right? He's going to walk, you guys? Nine billion dollars he embezzled? Wow. Dude, you're not safe outside, bro. Didn't he cost, like, small investors millions of dollars? I saw somebody on Twitter was like, dude, you cost me three million dollars. I saw somebody in, on, on, on Twitter. They're like, dude, you lost my life savings. It was like a million bucks. Bro, if he gets out, I, I, I don't. You can't hire enough security, buddy. Wow. Wow. That is stunning to me. This dude almost collapsed an entire industry by himself. He cost thousands and thousands, if not millions of people, shitloads of money doing illegal shit. And he's going to totally skate. Fuck. Even, even by today's post-justice America standards, that one's shocking. I just can't. I, fuck. I thought it was like, I thought they were dropping some charges to get other ones. Damn. All right. I have a weird take on something and I don't know how to feel about it. Hear me out. Because I saw this headline and I went, what? Young, young male virginity is on the rise. 
Young male Virginia is on the rise. Share of men under age under age 30 who report zero female sex partners since they turned 18. On the rise? Dude, it skyrocketed. But it's not even COVID related. Let's look at this graph. Here's what's crazy about this graph. Do you think it's because they they uh, just decided that they're afraid of girls? Some people say it's porn related, maybe. I can tell you what this is. This is a combination of cultural things. This is before all of this, this ends in 2018. So this has nothing to do with COVID. You know what it is? 2006, 2007, 2008, you start to see shit like the Duke lacrosse case. The Duke lacrosse case, you're a young guy and you go, fuck this. You see this surge from 2008 to 2018 in false accusations against young men regarding sexual crimes. I've coached a lot of these kids. I've met a lot of these young men. They're scared shitless, dude. A lot of them are just flat out scared shitless. Many of these young guys went, I'm not taking a chance. A lot of these young men were instructed by their parents, steer clear. This is a combination of cultural effect and also, I, I think, probably the war on testosterone to make a more docile, broken civilization. Yeah, none of these are age, by the way. You guys are dorks. That's not age. That's percentages. <laughs> Somebody's like, age 10? That's not 10. That's 10%, you fucking nerds. Imagine your whole life you were raised by single parents that either were struggling financially or divorced parents that hated each other. What's it also say about the quality of mates out there? We're animals. What does it say about the quality of mates that are out there right now? What does this say about the quality of potential partners? You're like, oh, I want to settle down. You can't just look at one side of the equation because the women are still fucking. They're fucking 20% of the fucking men. The same 20% are sharing 80% of the women. You guys know that, right? 20% of men share 80% of women. I think it's an indictment of your culture. It's an indictment of the war on testosterone. But it's also like, do you understand how fucking uncomfortable it is when you start talking to young people that are like, they're not worth the hassle? Do you know how weird it is to talk to a 19-year-old man whose testosterone is raging strong? All he wants to do is fuck 
and you talk to him and he sounds like a 45-year-old man that's like, it ain't worth the effort. I've had these conversations. I've talked to young men that are like, dude, I don't even, I don't want to deal with the hassle. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I don't want to deal with it, dude. I see what my dad goes through. I'm not, I don't, I'm not ready for that. I got goals. All the moms in here who have young men know exactly what I'm talking about because that's who generally these young men are going to confide in. All the young, like the moms in here, tell me what I just said isn't true. They're like, I don't want to deal with it, dude. I have goals. I want to like, I want to actually have a nice life. They're scared to get girls pregnant. They're scared of being accused of being rapists and they don't want the drama. Ask the moms. The moms know. The moms are like, uh, I don't blame you. Achieve your goals. Stay away from these women. They'll suck your fucking soul dry. These young girls that are like completely unhinged. And also like how, how unnerving too. If you're a young man and, and the generation of young women are conditioned and told that it's socially acceptable to show all the goods all the time on social media and then you find a girl that you really like and she's like, this is what I post. And you're like, you're like, I don't really want to date a girl that's like, does that. Quality men don't date women that do that. Like there's not a bigger turnoff than intention whoring. It's a huge turnoff. It's like, ew. Ew. Like, why do you have so many pictures of just yourself, but none of you with like in a social setting with friends and family? What? What? I understand. Why is it only your face all the time? How come you never take pictures of you out actively doing things with other humans having a good time? These young girls, this is what they do. They're like, it's like, dude, you're not, that's not a life. That's just you in a bedroom with a camera. Damn. That's a crazy ass statistic. I hope it turns around. You know what I'm saying? Like what you really root for is that the, the men and the women, you know, future generations, find love and settle down. Like, you know, I had my wild days, but like I, in, in a perfect world, the thing about being married and having one mate that you love and you rely on for that is it eliminates a lot of the bullshit and the fear that goes along with dating, but it also lets you plant roots where you can actually grow something in a life. It lets you like plant roots. You like go, okay, I've got my partner and like we experience the world together and it allows me to have like basically home base. It's like this is my, my foundation and now I can do other things. This is why married men live longer. It's funny when you talk to dudes that are like, oh, I'm single because and they talk about sex. Oh, I'm going to get laid. And statistically, it's not even close. Married men get laid way more than, than single guys. It's not even, they're not even in, within a few percentage points. Being married, on average, married men make more money, they live longer, and have more sex. That's, that's actually fucking, you can go look it up. That's, those are the statistics. They've done the studies for years. It's a good thing. Having a partner is a good thing. Having, where everybody, I think part of the problem is socially, to say, to talk pro positively about marriage flies in the face of what you are 
force-fed about marriage, which, oh, it's this awful thing. They want to force-feed you, oh, married guys don't get laid, and they're miserable, and they got this and this and this and this. But the statistics are, are totally refute that. What you don't want is a, a bad marriage. You understand? Yeah, no one's going to argue with you. Yes, having a bad marriage is worse than having a bad girlfriend because it's much harder to get rid of, right? Or a bad husband is much more difficult to shake loose of than a bad boyfriend, right? But what they don't want to talk about is if you have a good marriage or a, a marriage that's content or you, or whatever, whatever you, yet that you go, oh no, we're, we're happy or maybe happy is not even the right word, but you just go, yeah, whatever you are, right? Like you're like, yeah, we're together and we still are growing together and you know, we're, we're happy in general, but we have our bumps, whatever the fuck you say. The bottom line is married people have more sex, make more money and are generally, uh, healthier and live longer it's the truth it's the, the numbers support it you know what's weird you know what hogman thank you for that all right we're about to have a totally non-political conversation so hogman al bundy was miserable hog hog look me and hog are gonna have a conversation a couple of guys here and i'm not even really a redhead person okay like peggy bundy redhead not really my deal Dude, am I the only one that kind of thought Peggy Bundy was a dime piece? Like, Al made it funny, right? Now you know, because he's actually a homosexual. But Peggy Bundy was a dime piece, dude. Hog, am I wrong on this? She had a tiny little waist. She had huge boobs. She had great hair, even though I'm not really into red hair. I would have smashed the shit out of Peggy Bundy every day. I always found it funny on that show because they were like, oh, he's like, she wants to fuck me. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Yeah, I was never into married chicks or, or not married, red, redheaded chicks on Married with Children. But because Hog's like, oh, I don't like redheaded. But I've never been into like redheaded chicks either. And I just was like, I just didn't understand the problem. So Hog didn't like the face. Hog, you are, you are, you are one critical motherfucker. That is, a, he said she's a six. This dude's over here like he's a Ken doll. Are you serious right now? I tried to give you a chance to score some points, and you come at with with Peggy. Peggy was a dime, dude. Miguel Fornia gets it because he's straight. Miguelifornia's straight, though, so he gets it. You guys are crazy. We're going to have a crazy debate about this. Try to throw this guy a bone. He fucked it up. <laughs> oh, that's just funny to me. No, but Harley would agree. Harley wouldn't get mad about this. This is about some woman that's in her 60s now. This is from, like, fucking the 80s. He said bitches love me, this fucking guy. Uh-huh. What's his name, dude? What man lets you talk, call him bitches, huh? This fucking guy over here. This fucking guy. He's trolling me now. He's trolling me. That's funny. Anyway, I thought Beggy Bundy was a dime piece. You brought her up, dude. I thought she was a dime piece. I'm not even really into redheads. That's not my deal. I just thought she was a she was a pretty lady. 
Al is married in real life? Yeah, he's gay, though, isn't he? Isn't the guy that paid... Isn't uh, the guy that played uh, Al Bundy, he's gay, right? I have that right? Am I calling... What was his name? Ed O'Neill? He was gay. He's gay, right? Is Ed O'Neill gay? Or is he straight? Ed O'Neill is not gay. I think he's gay. He has an earring. It's my favorite troll. Yeah, no, no, no. You think you guys are mistaken. I think he's bisexual. Ed O'Neill's bisexual, I think, guys. <laughs> Pretty sure Ed O'Neill's. <laughs> this is not the first time I've started this rumor on this show. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's got like well, like us really big earrings, and I think he's I'm pretty sure, guys. I think you're mistaken. I think you guys are mistaken. I think he's you guys mis- I think you're mistaken. I think you I think he might be go I think he's might go both ways. <laughs> uh, I don't know, not gay. Al Bundy was a gay. I'm like, ah no, I'm pretty sure he's gay. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'm done. I don't know, am I done? I got so much show I didn't get to cover today. I, f- I missed out on stories. I had such terrible stories I wanted to cover with you guys today. Like, for example, all right, totally not politically related, but who gives a shit? We're all friends just hanging out at this point. What about this one? You guys like this one? Mustard Skittles are suddenly a thing? Hey, if you would eat mustard Skittles, put the number one in the chat right now. And if you absolutely wouldn't even fucking think to try them, put a two. A one is voting for mustard Skittles. A two is absolutely a no. We're going to do this. I got a few minutes. Is it a, are you eating? Okay, Trevor, Trevor, you put a two on accident, I think. You're eating mustard Skittles. Oh my God, this is way closer than I thought it would be. Oh my God, the twos are winning? The fuck is wrong with you people? The, the, the twos are winning. Oh, no, no, the two, wait, did I get that reversed? So the twos are the fuck knows, right? So there's no ones. Okay, wait, there was a one. I just flashed across the screen. Who would eat this? Miguel Forty says Miracle Whip Skittles rule. All right, I'm not done. I told you I got a bunch of weird stories I felt like covering today because I just got bored with politics, to be honest with you. Hey, look at this fucking guy. Which one of you is this? Which one of you is this? I know this is one of my fans. Dog driving a boat is this Florida man's designated driver. Old boy got himself a pupper to drive his boat. Huh? Which one of you is this that did this, huh? Talk to me. Talk to me, Goose. Who did this? The fucking dog is awesome. That dog is awesome. All right. I'm not, I told you I still got more. How about this one? How about this is, okay, look, I got to preface this. This is the shit that nightmares are made of. You guys ready? Is Randy in the chat right now? Or did we lose her? Is she at the gym or something? Only because I know this would absolutely fucking, my wife would lose her mind. Of all the ladies in the chat right now, are you ready for this? It's a real headline. 
Okay, here we go. Ready? Sometimes being a celebrity actually isn't a good thing, especially if you're Shakira. Look at this one. Shakira got rescued, rescued by a crane amid a rat attack flooding while filming a new video. So she was down in a hole filming when there was some flooding and the water caused all of the rats to come out and start attacking her while she was filming. Is this like, is this just totally nightmare fuel or what? To be laying as a mermaid on some fucking mud or some shit? And then all of a sudden, rats start biting you and attacking you because the hole's filling with water? I feel like this is like the worst thing I could imagine if you were like a pretty singer. We have a pretty singer. Leah, if you ever do a music video, we're not going to let you pretend to be a... Uh, a fucking mermaid in laying a hole, okay? <laughs> Phantom, that is inappropriate. <laughs> That's not, that is not why they, they showed up. That is not how it works. And Shakira is not African-American, you tard. Whoever said that? She's from fucking South America. She's like Colombian, dude. Kind of fucking bullshit. And what, what the hell are you talking about? Jesus Christ, you don't know a Latin woman when you see it? Wait, now you're, wait, when did you guys start hating Shakira? Wait, people are dragging Shakira? Wait, when did, when did the Shakira hate come from? First you guys pretended she was black, and now you're like, saying that she's, she's uh, raunchy? Is that the word you just used to describe Shakira? The hell's wrong with you? Am I not up on Shakira news? Why do people hate Shakira? I don't understand it. Hogman out here talking about what he'd do like he'd have a chance. Shut the fuck up, Hog. He's like, oh, you know what I would do. Let me tell you. Okay. Is she a libtard? I don't even know. Who cares? What's the point? She's just a singer. You shouldn't even give a shit whether she has politics. I don't. Wow, somebody, somebody's very angry. C-Rob is super. Did she turn you down or something? C-Rob is writing in all caps negative things about Shakira. Did she, like, fuck one of your friends? What's the story here? Why are you unhinged about Shakira? I'm just, I find your anger about it very weird. Her hips don't lie, okay? <laughs> you guys are so weird. Hold on, I think I have more weird stories before we get out of here. Hold on, we got, okay, we did the dog Florida driver. We did Shakira eaten by rats. Hold on. I got other ones too. Hold on. Oh, we did the weird one about DeSantis attacking uh, Byron Donalds. Okay, hold on. Do, do, do. Um... Well, I had more weird stories. I got to find them. I don't want to just leave without doing our weird stories today. Oh, this was a... Wait, is that a... Oh, this is my favorite exchange ever, by the way. I don't know if this is Dilly 300. So, Mo and his balls did a meme yesterday of, uh, of Mitch McConnell shitting his pants, okay? So, Mitch McConnell, he pretended he shit his pants. It was a meme. It's really funny, right? So, Mo says... He thought he farted, but he shit, all right? 
This is why I love Twitter, by the way, is this exchange right here. So Mo tweets out the video of Mitch McConnell and obviously edits it and adds a bunch of farting noises, okay? And then some person who couldn't find the original video of Mitch, like, short-circuiting was like, hey, ignore the stupid sounds, but what the fuck happened here? uh, Leader McConnell needs help moving away from the podium. So they quote tweet an obvious fart meme, which is like the lowest form of memeing that we all love. And then this person's like, ignore the stupid sounds. So then obviously Mo, as an incredible artist and uh, creator says, excuse me, I put a shit ton of work into those sounds. This is just rude. Like you knew it was a meme. And you're going to quote tweet the guy and call his his uh, meme sound effects stupid? That's just rude. That's bad form, lady. And also, if you want your like tweet to be taken seriously, don't quote tweet a fart meme and then, and then tell people to ignore the fart sounds. Like that's just dumb. Like no one no one's going to ignore the fart sounds cuz it's really funny. Like it looked like he was shitting his pants. That's what made it so damn good. And you're just like, ignore the fart sounds. Let's discuss the super serious nature of this video. Like, no. Nobody wants to listen to the super super fucking serious nature of the video. There's poopy sounds on it. It's hilarious. Anyway, I just thought this was such a... I love Twitter for this reason. He's like, hey. He's like, wait a fucking damn minute. He's, Do you know how hard I had to work to add those stupid fart sounds? Who does that? It's fucking rude. <laughs> ignore the sounds. <laughs> what? No. I'm going to ignore you. All right, I'm done. I have so much show left, but I don't have time to do it because I got distracted. But that's the way it goes sometimes. I'm done. I'm done. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless President Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, and I'll see all of you guys tomorrow for a, ooh, it's a Friday edition of the Dilly Show. Woo! Till then, let's keep taking it all back. Have a safe and wonderful Thursday, everybody. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them. We're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican rhino sellout scumbag globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.